0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Career Contessa podcast, your shortcut to being more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. I'm your host, Laura McGoodwin. In theory, we understand that channeling your inner superhero will get you ahead both professionally and personally. However, in practice, I will be the first to say that confidence can sometimes elude the strongest of us. I remember on a day when I felt particularly low, I meekly Googled ways to strengthen your confidence muscle. While I was floored with articles, I got progressively more frustrated because so much of the advice was, quote, don't be afraid to ask for what you want. Okay, but how, (laughs) right? How do you build the confidence to ask for what you want, especially among uncertainty or when the reality is you don't have control of every outcome? How do you just say, I want more confidence and you get it, right? So that's why I invited career and life coach Leah May to help give us some actionable takeaways for not letting imposter syndrome rule our days. I've got to say they are amazing and all starts with the nervous system. And now this is the Career Contessa podcast. Well, welcome to the show, Leah. Thanks so much, Lauren. I'm thrilled to be here. Leah, can you briefly introduce yourself and explain what a career and life coach does and what you do specifically?
0: Yeah. So a career and a life coach, those are kind of two titles I have blended together because I really get excited about the work of helping people show up in the workplace confidently, authentically, whether that's getting new jobs, promotion, salary, And I believe to be able to really do that work long-term, you need to do that inner work, whether it's busting through burnout, working with imposter syndrome and confidence, which we're talking about today, but career and life is really blending those inner and outer worlds for me. And that's how I help people one-on-one and supporting their life and career.
1: Mm -hmm. And just so people know, Leah didn't become a career coach because she woke up one day and decided she wants to do it. Tell them your life before being the career and life coach, Leah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So I spent about a decade in the corporate people and culture and talent acquisition world. So I did a lot of work in helping companies figure out how to hire, how to scale quickly, diversity, equity, and inclusion work, and and then that bigger work around culture and how do we want our workplaces to show up and and be. So I spent about a decade there across companies like The Honest Company, SpaceX, Nike, Loved it so much, but ultimately saw that so much of the work has to happen on an individual level as well as a systemic level. And so that's what kind of pulled my heart and my interest over to coaching one-on-one.
1: And if Leah's voice sounds familiar, you guys, she's been on podcasts before. She's one of our career coaches. She's joined as an, as an expert on some of our online courses. So we trust whatever Leah is saying. And this is a topic I know when we were talking about podcast topics, it was like confidence and imposter syndrome. And it's not like this is new stuff. Like no one's ever heard of it. It's just that these are pieces of the puzzle of success that continuously show up in people's lives and they, they can make a huge difference, you know, imposter syndrome, getting in your voice and help, you know, can make you not make a decision or make you make the wrong decision or anything. So I want to start with just sort of a, an overall awareness. So how do you know if you are lacking self-confidence and suffering from imposter syndrome to the point where it's not just like a bad day or an anxious moment, it's sort of like impacting the big parts of your life and your career.
0: Yeah. And I think that's such an important delineation because most of us are going to have one of these symptoms I'm going to mention, right? I think it's, it's part of the human condition to lack confidence on one day or another. But what I notice a lot in the workplace, you know, it's constantly seeking validation, whether that's from your colleagues or your managers, maybe it's something as small as like reading the email four times before you hit send, questioning yourself. Maybe you're stalling out on things like a job search or asking for the promotion or the raise because you're not sure how to bring it up. So these are things that I see as a lack of confidence. When you are spending... A decent part of your day ruminating about these topics, thinking about it at night, especially when you're not at work and you're thinking about how am I gonna get promoted? How am I gonna show up? What does this manager think about me? Why did that person get recognized? When it starts to consume more of your mental space, especially outside of the workplace, that's when I think you're in territory where it would be helpful to build some awareness and work on these. Not that there's anything terribly wrong with you. Again, I think it's part of the human condition to some degree. But it's something we can create a lot of intention around. And is this how I want work to feel? Because it doesn't have to be that way. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good reminder that all people, whether you are the most successful person or you're just starting out of your career, are going to have moments of lacking self-confidence and imposter syndrome. And to be honest, sometimes when I hear that, it also makes me feel better to know that like, no one has it all figured out. And we're all kind of, you know, doing this one step at a time. I would also add to that list. Like if you are spending all a lot of your waking time conversations with people kind of talking about work to your point, like getting feedback also from other people in your life about that one thing, that is sort of the signs of like, you're, you're so unsure that you're just like literally willing to talk to anybody about it and see what they say. I know when I was very unhappy in my career and I had gotten rejected from a couple jobs, it made me really question like, can I do this? Will I always be in this dead end job? And so I, I did sort of like talk to anybody who would listen about job stuff. And I think in hindsight, that was definitely a lot of imposter syndrome coming out where I was looking outwardly just truly out like anybody to tell me like what to do and what to think. And in hindsight, it's kind of like, okay, you don't attract the good things coming into your life, like the good job or whatever, when you're in that place. Right. It's, it's just like this double-edged sword, unfortunately.
0: Absolutely. I I hear that a lot too, with my clients, you know, just that, that doom scrolling on LinkedIn. Well, yeah. Got a promotion. How did they get there? And just constantly comparing yourself. If, If that's where your state of mind is at, then you're not, like you said, you're not internally focused on what am I doing? Right. What's that next step? You're outsourcing that confidence to someone else. That's a pretty good sign. You're listening to the right podcast episode. Yeah. You can't
1: outsource confidence. That's such a good point. Okay. So how do you define confidence? And then also what are the myths out there surrounding confidence?
0: Yeah. So I looked this up. So the dictionary actually defines confidence as a state of feeling certain. And I agree with that, but I would add to that it's, it's really the safety to be yourself, whether that's in a meeting, in an email, in a conversation, in an interview, the, the, the confidence is really the safety that like I can be myself. Even if that means I get it wrong, sometimes that's still confidence. Not that I'm 100% going to get everything right all of the time hmm
1: Almost like the safety to also be wrong if you're wrong
0: about it, right? Yes. And being okay with that, knowing that there's enough safety within yourself. Like, yeah, if I get this wrong, it's not a big deal. It's not it's just right. about self-worth. And then some of the myths around confidence. This was the first one I was thinking of was Really, my story. I thought you were just born with it. You either just have it or you don't. And I certainly was not born a confident individual. So I was really happy when I figured out that is a total myth. And then also that confidence has to look a certain way. I have to be extroverted. I have to be loud. I have to be charismatic. That is just not true. And thank goodness for all of us introverts out there that that also is a myth. And then finally, I think the biggest myth I hear is that like you have to achieve a certain level of success in order to be confident. Like once Mm -hmm. I hit the milestone, once I get the title, then I'll be confident. Also not yeah, Yeah,
1: that's the one I was thinking of is like people think I'll be confident once I have this certain status, this job title, that salary, live in this place, drive that car, like all these external things, right? That's the one I was thinking of immediately. I want to take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors, Alto. Alto is a rideshare service, but they stand out among the rest. Why? Well, because first Alto owns its fleet of five-star safety rated luxury vehicles that are easy to find and they're clean between every passenger ride. Alto drivers are also W2 employees, not contractors. They're interviewed, background checked, trained, and performance managed. So you always get a great ride and feel great about it. Plus, you don't have to worry about safety because again, they're background checked. Alto is designed with you in mind, including in-app music control, complimentary water, a signature scent, and backseat AC controls in every car so you can stay comfortable. What I personally love is that Alto has its in-vehicle Wi-Fi and charging cables. As many of you know, I had a baby last year, and that means I have less time for just about everything. The other day, I had a really important meeting that was at least an hour away, both ways. Thank you, LA traffic. So I decided to make the most of this time by using Alto so I could work while I commuted to the meeting. I kid you not, I was so productive thanks to that in-vehicle Wi-Fi and I felt way more relaxed when I did arrive to the meeting since I wasn't the one fighting traffic. It was totally worth it for me. Plus, Alto has a pre-schedule feature and a do not disturb capability, which basically makes it your mobile office. So whether you wanna add an extra hour to your workday or you just wanna use your commute as a time for meditation so that you can reset your day, I highly recommend trying Alto. You can add both a corporate or a personal card to your account for billing, which makes it really easy to switch between work trips and leisure activities. And for your work and weekend trips, Alto picks you up curbside. So there's no need to be shuttled to a rideshare lot and wait in even longer lines. Alto is curbside at your favorite airports. Alto is currently on the road in Dallas, LA, Houston, Miami, DC, and San Francisco download the Alto app and use code Contessa, C-O-N-T-E-S-S-A in the promotion section for $20 off your first two rides. Again, use code Contessa in the promotion section for $20 off your first two rides. I promise you are going to absolutely love this service and you're going to get addicted just like I am. All right, now let's get back to the show. I know so many of you are looking to make a change in your career. Find a path that will lead to more financial growth, ability to work remotely, and a better work-life balance. Have you been considering coding? It's such an exciting time for women in tech, but there still aren't many women in the industry. I highly recommend checking out Sabio, a female-owned and operated coding bootcamp and developer community. Sabio Coding Bootcamp will prepare you to be an industry-ready software engineer so that you can transition to a successful career in tech. I can see why they've been voted the best coding bootcamp by course report five years in a row. Sabio has been training successful software engineers since 2013. Their alumni have gone on to work at companies like Google, Amazon, Microsoft, Activision, and the list goes on. Sabio is not your average bootcamp. You'll learn to code, but you'll also gain real-life experience and graduate ready to start a real, high-paying tech job. Many of us know how intimidating a job search can be, so it's great that Sabio helps you find a job as well. In just 17 weeks of remote learning, you could be starting a whole new career. Plus, Sabio is extremely affordable. They even offer a Women in Tech scholarship with $5,500 off of the total cost of tuition. Sabio could change your life in just a few months. Visit our special URL, which is sabio.la backslash contessa, to learn how you can qualify for a $5,500 women in tech scholarship, that's sabio.la S-A-B-I-O. slash contessa. One more time, that's sabio.la slash contessa. Don't wait. Again, go to sabio.la slash contessa today to learn more.
0: Do you want to start a company but have no idea where to begin? Or do you have dreams of becoming an influencer? Well, the Life with Mariana podcast is here to help. I'm Mariana Hewitt, a Los Angeles-based influencer and co-founder of the Clean Skin Care line, Summer Fridays. Each Tuesday, I'm talking to my friends from business owners, wellness experts, and more to share all of their best advice for you to live your best life. Make sure to tune in and subscribe to my podcast and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what's coming up each week so you don't miss an episode.
1: There's also a great book that people should read called The Confidence Code. I don't know, Leah, if you've read it, but it's fantastic. And it talks a lot about confidence and like the research behind it. And I won't make this episode be all about this, but since people always joke that these podcast episodes end up being like their own little book club, I just want to throw that out there. So what are the ways to recognize your triggers and fight negative messages of insecurity? Because you said that the dictionary defines confidence as having certainty. And it's interesting because I would, I would imagine now we live in this world of so much uncertainty that you almost have to recognize when you're being triggered by this. So can we
0: talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. And I found most of the time, you know, we're just moving through our day. We're just having conversations, going to meetings, and we don't have the awareness to know we're triggered until we have a physical response in our body. So when I'm looking for triggers, I'm looking for heightened emotions or a big mood shift. Was I, Did I start having a good day and now I'm really angry or feeling petty all of a sudden? Is my heart rate you know, speeding up in a meeting? Is there like a punch to my stomach? Like, can I climb back into my body and really notice when I'm feeling those shifts? I think that's the easiest way to, to recognize the, the trigger.
1: And what about the negative self-talk messages? I mean, are there, I guess, like loops people play in their, in their heads that kind of can add to this?
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I I really am of the school of thought that our thoughts are what create our emotions. And so if you were playing a loop all day, every day, that's going to show up in your performance, in how you feel day to day. So definitely those negative loops are that inner critic. Exactly. Exactly. And it was so bad for me. I also had a, a job that I really disliked. It wasn't great for my mental health. I started to set a timer on my phone three times a day, check in with yourself. Like, what am I thinking? And just even bringing the awareness, like, how am I spending my time thinking? And how is that showing up in my day to day? It was a really big eye opener to realize how much time I spent in the loops. Maybe the trigger happened one time in a meeting, but then I spent the next four hours ruminating about it.
1: That's interesting. So would you, would you write
0: it down or would you
1: just like have a moment of awareness where you thought about it?
0: You could do either. I am a type A habit tracker. So I would recommend if you're gonna do this, that you really like, yeah, write it down. Just notice for a week, check in three times a day. What are you thinking about? How are you spending your energy? Or even just tracking your mood. Am I melancholy? Am I excited? Am I disappointed? Am I feeling bummed out? It's really insightful to see how we spend Mm our time emotions.
1: In order to recognize the triggers, you basically have to pay attention to the patterns that get you there. So this is actually, I know we're gonna talk about how to you've got a whole 30 day plan, but this is probably part of the prep work in that plan is like, you have to be able to recognize what gets you to that place first. Right. I mean, it's interesting because a lot of these podcast conversations come down to like these big general themes that are just like really good in life. There's usually a communication factor. And then there's usually a pattern recognition or like some self-awareness basically. It's this like overarching pattern. that's interesting that, it doesn't matter what topic we're talking about, they can like come down to these big themes. So let's talk about women specifically. What's one thing women can consistently do to help build, you know, this quote unquote unshakable confidence, which I know that unshakable 24-7, all the time confidence doesn't exist, but what can women do to be a little bit more consistent with their confidence?
0: Yeah. I think if if there was only one thing you could take from this entire conversation on confidence, you have to turn inward for validation. Because the moment we stop, the moment we outsource it, it is out of our control. And maybe we'll get good feedback. Maybe we'll get a pat on the back. And if not, we're kind of doomed if we are reliant on that external validation. So to consistently build that unshakable confidence, it's always going in. And it's going to be uncomfortable because most of us don't like to think positive things about ourselves. Most of us, you know, we're sitting here talking about confidence probably because many of us lack it, right? So it will be sitting in that discomfort to really do that internal work to build it. But once you can start really tracking your wins, celebrating yourself, notice what you're doing well, you start to build the foundation that someone else can't take away from you. And I think that's the really important part here.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about an example in my life and it comes down to control. right? And so like you talked about certainty. It's like you have to look inward because otherwise the validation is out of your control and you have no certainty around it. And in fact, you're probably making it worse because you're in this like lack of control plus uncertainty territory. You know, maybe there are some things that you truly don't have. Like you might not truly have control over them giving you that job offer, but you have control over the thing. I guess would your advice to someone like that be like, well, then control the things you can control or, or you know, because sometimes there are definitely
0: things in our life that we truly do
1: not have the control over. What, what do you do in that situation?
0: Oh, absolutely. I, I think there's a lot of things out of our control, which is why turning inward, I think is the most important thing. If you have that foundation of confidence inwardly, I honestly believe that will give you the courage to put yourself in those conversations, to let your, you know, your bosses or your leaders know, Hey, this is what I, what I want in my career. This is where I'm going to open up those doors and conversations. You may not hit the right promotion cycle. They may have something else in mind, but it's a bit cliche, but you'll miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Right. But you can't even get to that. If you don't have the confidence to raise your hand and let people know what you're interested in, what you're excited about. And if it's not you know, where you currently are now in your career, maybe, maybe it is in another direction. But again, having the confidence to be able to take that exploration is really key.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. And uh, honestly, at this time in our lives, there is so much lack of control and uncertainty that to have it narrowed down to one thing, I think is just like, for me, incredibly insightful. And also it makes it easier. And sometimes you like, you're like, can someone simplify this big thing, which we're going to talk about actually right now, because we're going to talk about this 30 day confidence challenge. So I want you to explain what it is and then how do we create our own and, and kind of like why 30 days? Why did, why does that number work? What is it about this, like research of this challenge that you find to, to be successful with your clients?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the 30 day challenge, it's, it's a method to begin to kind of rewrite that imposter story and really create that foundation of confidence. If you're anything like me, you probably have many years of negative self-talk or low confidence under your belt. And so for me, I noticed with my clients, like this is not, here's the the three quick tips and, and you're confident next week. We're rewriting years of story and Often we're doing it in workplaces that don't necessarily help our confidence, right? We know there's a lot of workplaces that aren't necessarily people first. And so how do we navigate a system that isn't necessarily set up for us to be confident and rewrite all of those stories at the same time? So the 30 days for me, it was really about building a consistency of practice because some days you're going to feel great. And then other days you're going to get tough feedback and it's going to hit harder, So 30 days is really a nice amount of time. Like, how do I consistently double down on this habit, put intention behind it? I really believe anything you put intention to grows. And so what I did is I took all of the tools that I use with my clients who've done this work, built a toolkit. It's spread out over thirty days. So there's videos, there's emails, there's daily prompts, there's check-ins, meant to be bite-sized. Most of us don't have time for, you know, a master's program in in confidence. But what is a bite-sized thing I can do today? And how will mm-hmm. that track over time? So you can, we'll link it in the show notes. You can download yep. my day confident challenge, but you can also do this on your own. If you know the areas you need to work in, you want to have an accountability buddy at work or maybe a friend. It doesn't have to be my method, but I have found a lot of tools between mindset work, regulating our nervous system, making power moves as you talk about Lauren and, and really kind of building that cohesive practice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Before you book any brunch, I bet you pour over lists and lists of reviews. So why not do the same when you're booking a doctor's appointment? With ZocDoc, you can see real verified patient reviews to help you find the right doctor in your network and in your neighborhood. After all, finding the right doctor is just as important, if not more, which I know this is up for debate for some people, (laughs) that right plate of eggs benedict. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. I know this sounds all a bit too good to be true, but I promise you that on ZocDoc, you can find every specialist under the sun. Whether you're trying to straighten your teeth, fix an achy back, or get that mold checked out, or really anything else, ZocDoc has you covered. And their mobile app is really easy to use, which I love. It's as easy as ordering a ride or getting delivery to your house. Simply search, find, and book doctors with just a few taps. I actually recently used this to find a dermatologist since skin cancer runs in my family and I wanted to be proactive. Not only was it fast to find a doctor covered by my insurance that I loved, but I did it all via the phone waiting in a checkout line, fast and easy. Nothing is more frustrating than waiting for that first time appointment with a doctor only to realize that the doctor isn't a good fit for you. And with ZocDoc, you can find and review local doctors, read verified patient reviews from real people who made real appointments. Now, when you walk into the doctor's office, you'll be all set to see someone in your network who gets you. Go to ZocDoc.com, find your doctor that's right for you, and book an appointment in person or remotely that works for your schedule. Go to ZocDoc.com dot com slash contessa and download the ZocDoc Doc app for free. Let me spell all this out for you. So that's Zocdoc Z O C D O C dot com slash Contessa C O N T E S S A. Zocdoc.com slash Contessa to search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours as well. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. That's true when your business is growing fast and even more true when there's a lot of uncertainty. Inflation is running rampant, supply chains are clogged, and the labor market is tight, tight, tight. What does that mean for your margins? But guess what? Not every business is in the dark. That's because over 31,000 businesses know their numbers because they use NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. As a business owner myself, I know how crucial it is to have control over your finances so that you can plan and budget as your company grows sometimes, read all of the time, it can get overwhelming looking at this data. The great thing about NetSuite is that it's one unified business management tool that makes it super easy to manage your risks, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Like I mentioned, NetSuite has everything you need in one place, so there's no more hopping around between various financial tools and systems in order to find what you need. It's a smarter approach to your business finances, which makes decision-making faster and easier. In 2022, profit is the new growth. NetSuite helps you identify rising costs, automate your manual business processes, and see where to save money. And who doesn't want that for their business? Basically, you get to actually know your numbers and your business. I like to think of this as instead of having to hire a CFO, you can be your own CFO with a tool like this. Right now, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind, flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash Contessa right now. So that's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash Contessa, C-O-N-T-E-S-S-A. One more time, netsuite.com slash Contessa. I want to talk about regulating the nervous system because it's come up a couple times in episodes with experts like this. And... I think it's a big piece of this. I think we are not that we're naturally wired to do these things, but like fight or flight, like that is, that is part of, you know, who we are as humans. And we have to understand like, the bear isn't going to come and attack us anymore but there's other things that are attacking us and how can we you know stay calm and and regulate that and i and i think it's such like truly what i think is people who are very successful in life have found ways to do this whether they're conscious of it or not so can you talk a little bit about what does that mean and and maybe some hacks or some things some tips some takeaways that we could do to help regulate our nervous systems when we feel that physical feeling happening to us of of lack of confidence, imposter syndrome, all, you know, the inner critic, all the things.
0: Absolutely. So I'm going to use the example you just gave of running from the bear, because I think it's the perfect one. And when we think about, you know, if, if we're truly in danger and we're being chased by a bear, you know, our body sends all of these hormones and signals in the brain and chemicals to help us get the heck out of it, right? There's adrenaline, there's cortisol, It is not the time that we're pulling out our phone and saying, oh, let me plug in my GPS. Which way should I run from the bear? Right? Like that would be our prefrontal cortex, which is offline when we are in a nervous system response. So our body has taken over and we're trying to get the heck away from the bear. Now, the interesting thing is there's been a lot of research. Our brain doesn't know the difference of whether we just got really harsh feedback from a manager we respect or the bear is chasing us. It just knows danger. Get me out of here. And it sends all of those same chemicals. So as much as I love mindset work and and believe in it deeply, we cannot tap into the prefrontal cortex to do that mindset work if we are having a physical nervous system response. And so that is why I feel like this is so important, whether you're in fight, flight, freeze, or fawn mode. If you are triggered in that way, you have to address that first. Once we are, once we've addressed that, once we're more calm, then our prefrontal cortex can come back online and we can problem solve and we can apply logic to a situation and make a game plan. But if you're having a body response, you've got to focus on that first. So there's Mm -hmm. a ton of tools in the 30 day challenge, but it could be something as simple as, you know, taking some deep breaths. EFT tapping is really popular these days and works really well could be as simple as writing out all of your thoughts all of your feelings just calming yourself so it doesn't have to be you know a 30 minute meditation in the middle of your work day there's 5 minute hacks that you can do to calm yourself but i think the thing here is we have to be so kind when we're having these responses not to beat ourselves up to step even further into that negative self talk because we're having a human response
1: so it's almost like a mixture between positive self talk or Self compassion to yourself while you do some sort of physical exercise to almost like calm the nervous system, right? Like, I almost wonder if it's that your body has so much energy and somehow you have to get that energy out a little bit because I do feel like a lot of the hacks usually are some sort of physical movement, if that makes sense. Like go for the walk around the block, take the breaths. You know, for some people in those moments, they're able to meditate. Like I'd be like, there's no way I can meditate right now. This is way too intense for me, (laughs) you know?
0: (laughs) So it's, and there's some interesting research. I believe it was Emily Nagowski who talks about completing the stress cycle There there is something very real. Once that adrenaline and cortisol is in your body, we have to physically complete that, whether that's, you know, punching a pillow, dancing it out, going for a run, taking some deep breaths. There has to often be a physical release before our system can calm enough to be able to put the prefrontal cortex back online. Wow. That's interesting.
1: So the order of events for like, if you are trying to become a person who has more awareness. So you can become more confident and kind of defeat that imposter syndrome. So you said, first you have to recognize these triggers and calm the nervous system, right? What's kind of like step two in the process. Then you said you, you're, you, you get to this place where maybe you can think a little more logically.
0: Yeah. Well, and I would say it's, it can happen two different ways. If If you notice the trigger and you can name it and you can say, Oh, Here comes Janet again. Janet always triggers me. If you can be intentional and get ahead of it, then you can jump right into, okay, let me name that. Let me build a plan for that. So I don't get triggered. So there is that kind of intentional method that you can go down. If you're able to catch the trigger before you're triggered, what we're talking about now is once you've had the trigger, once your nervous system has, has responded the way that it's meant to, that's where, where we would dive in with these tools. So like you said, naming the trigger calming the nervous system applying self compassion and then you know if it, if you've got the mental capacity and space okay how do i want to talk, how do i want to think about this situation is there a different thought that i want to apply is there a different tool that i want to practice at this point that's where you can apply the intention
1: Yeah. And probably rewire what you, what you used to do. Like if your go-to before was always to blame yourself and let your inner critic go wild and crazy bouncing around in your head, this is where you intentionally say, I'm not going to do it that way. I'm going to try this other way. Uh, You brought up a really good point. Sometimes people know what their trigger is. Like they know it's a certain boss. It's a certain meeting. It's a certain work assignment or, or whatever it is. If you know that there's a known trigger and it makes you anxious or you always walk away from it, not feeling your best, what's your best advice? Like for the clients who maybe have a tough relationship with a
0: boss or a colleague or something like that, what, what do you tell them? Yeah, So I always encourage when you have the capacity to make a plan in advance. So if you know, you're going to have a conversation with someone that's really challenging for you, like, how do you want that meeting to go? What is within your control? What does success look like? Success might look like just having a conversation, responding with these three bullet points and saying thank you and leaving the meeting, right? Like that could be success, not necessarily winning them over. Success could be just staying in your body and not having a nervous system response. So knowing going into those triggers, like what does success look like? So when you come out on the other side, you can say, wow, great job. You applied the plan. Like that is a piece of evidence for your self-confidence bucket right there.
1: Yeah, I think that's great. A lot of people do say that about confidence. Also, like if you're going to go do something where you're nervous about it, it's like write down five times that things have gone well and kind of like build yourself up to. I'm sure it's one of the hacks in your 30 your day confidence plan. But I think the big takeaway for me here is confidence is not just like something you inherit and you have. It, it's usually a practice that people are small steps add up every day. And so if you are a person listening to this and you're like, I recognize that you know, I'm a people pleaser, and I blame myself. Or when things go wrong, I immediately, t- you know, say sorry and over apologize. Like you kind of know. I think if you are having just the bad day, or if this is sort of a pattern of like passiveness to the point where you are being bulldozed over, and if you are, then this is a really good starting place. And and part of your exercises are going to include actionable things you can do, but also what can you do for this self awareness piece, which is, I think what we're really emphasizing here is like yeah you got to you got to have some idea of where you stand and why the why behind all this right
0: absolutely and i think to your point earlier lauren we all typically have similar triggers meaning like the the same thing may come up for me in multiple different ways throughout the day so if i can name it and i can say oh this is what happens when i get called on to speak then when my mind is ruminating later i can just say oh That's just my brain reacting to what happens when I get called on to speak. And you can Mm -hmm. see it from a distance versus this horrible thing is happening to me. And all eyes are on me. You can just start to distance yourself the more that you name it and notice it. And even just naming it can take a lot of the angst out of it. So I don't want you to have to apply 10 tools and 10 steps to earn confidence. It can just be these small awareness practices that build over time.
1: Okay. So last question is, how do we overcome criticism or feedback that impacts our confidence. Sometimes you go into something you're like, I got this. This is great. Someone will give you that tough feedback. And it's like, it feels like someone has just like thrown you off the, the top of the horse and you've landed face down. And you're like, I'm
0: totally. Yeah, absolutely. So if we're talking about after the situation, I would definitely go back to calming your nervous system. You weren't expecting that curveball. We've got to process that once you can come back into your body. My number one tip here is to give it the appropriate weight. Does this mean, I? let's say I had feedback on, you know, I I could have spoken better or presented better. Does this mean I'm a terrible speaker and no one respects me and I'll never get promoted? Or does this mean my boss was trying to help me have a stronger presentation next time? How do I just give it the appropriate weight, look for the truth in it, but right size it and say, okay, so the next time I go to speak, here are the three things I want to remember. Let me write that down, let me file that, let me practice that for next time, and let me move on with my day. So I'm going to give it weight, I'm going to regulate my nervous system, but I'm not going to ruminate on it, and I'm not going to make it mean anything about who I am in my personhood or in my profession. I love that.
1: That's a very good tip to leave this episode on Leah. Thank you so much for your tips and your time today. So share with everyone where they can learn more about you, your work. And then of course, so Leah did create a digital download of this 30 day confidence plan. It's in the show notes. So you can download that from the show notes, but just tell them more about where they can find you
0: and follow you and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me at Leamaycoaching.com on Instagram at LMayCoaching. And then in the show notes, we'll link to those as well as the 30-day confidence challenge. I highly recommend it. All um, grow our confidence together. And there'll be a giveaway for some free coaching sessions as well for oh. those who So you guys, I didn't even know that that's a really (laughs) fun little bonus.
1: Okay. So definitely download this 30 day challenge because you have nothing to gain, but upside here. And I would recommend, and I know I do this a lot with stuff, but like get an accountability partner or like have your group at work, go through this together. I find that work that isn't as like black and white, AKA one plus one equals two, like, This is really good stuff to do with other people. So highly, highly recommend that as well. Thank you for your time today, Leah. It was so much fun.
0: Thank you, Lauren.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Career Contessa podcast. Please don't forget to rate and review our show wherever you are listening to this podcast. It really does work because our show gets recommended for new listeners. And I also want to remind our listeners that we actually have an online course at Career Contessa that will teach you how to increase your confidence. It's called The Confidence Crunch. It's our number one bestseller for a reason. And your enrollment gets you lifetime access to video tutorials, interactive workbook that includes scripts, challenges, calendars, all that good stuff, including a signature 28-day guide to a more confident you. And I will link to that course, The Confidence Crunch, in the show notes as well.